Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. The dreaded question of what to cook for dinner or what to eat next isn't just challenging for consumers. It's high stakes for retailers, which risk shopper loyalty, lost sales, food waste, and more if they predict wrong and fail to stock the right items. Grocers typically rely on shopping trends, lagging sales data, and limited algorithms that make recommendations based on past purchases and those of similar shoppers to predict what else to stock and to suggest to consumers. But these are far from foolproof, often resulting in missed sales opportunities and in some cases, poor recommendations or bad substitutions for online orders when a product is out of stock. Enter Hala, the taste intelligence company which its three Gen Z creators claim is the only quote human preference engine designed for groceries end quote to more accurately predict what shoppers want before they even know it, resulting in better personalized recommendations, substitutions, and search results for consumers and for retailers and brands, larger baskets, improved consumer loyalty, and more impactful promotions. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Hall of Founders Spencer Price, Henry Michelson, and Gabriel Napodi share how the fast adoption of online grocery shopping in recent years has raised the bar for personalization, online search, and discovery of acceptable substitutions when necessary. They also share how their patented digital solutions leverages more than 100 billion shopper and product data points to help retailers not only meet consumer needs, but manufacturer needs as well, by bridging the gap between e-com and merchandising teams. Finally, they share where they see the untapped potential and where the market is heading. Pushed by the pandemic, many grocers have significantly improved their e-commerce presence in the past three years. But according to Michelson, they still lag far behind other industries' ability to personalize the experience, offer consistent and reliable search capabilities, and deliver what consumers order, a shortcoming that's costing them. Personalization becomes life or death for these businesses because, you know, everyone just got an online grocery business because, you know, they needed to stay fashionable. But if what they're offering to shoppers is not, you know, up to snuff, the shoppers are just going to leave and go somewhere else. Like if somebody has to do multiple searches to find the product they're looking for, they just won't even come back to your site. If they buy something and something else gets delivered and that happens too many times, they'll stop using you. We saw during the pandemic, many, many, many shoppers, uh, something in the double digit percentages switched their primary grocer because the e-commerce experience was not up to snuff on their main grocer. And so I really think that's a wake-up call and a call to arms for these grocers. We realize that in the grocery space, you know, there's an unbelievably massive opportunity for, because, you know, most businesses going through legacy companies that are unbelievably good at selling people food, but they're not that great at selling people food online. And that the personalization space here it was an absolutely massive opportunity, which, you know, even still today, we're just starting to, to be at the surface of. And that, like, you know, the grocer of the future is really, you know, it should be in one part your nutritionist. It should also be your meal planner. It should be, you know, 
your kind of trusted buddy in how you actually plan, consume, learn about, and enjoy food. Price explains that Hollow was designed to address these three main points specifically, but it's evolving to offer much more. Uh, Hala has developed the only grocery-specific relevance engine um, on the market. And what that really means is we've got a software suite that we sell to grocers, and that comprises three core solutions, recommend, search, and substitute. And all of these were designed specifically to personalize the grocery e-commerce experience in real time. And those solutions ultimately drive material increases in basket size and customer retention for grocers all over the world of all shapes and sizes. We further developed um, an industry-first admin panel for merchandising teams to directly control the mechanics of our personalization software so they can address specific merchandising or marketing objectives like increasing private label sales, higher margin items, promoting specific brands, etc. And with these solutions and the configurations that we allow within them, um, our clients routinely see double-digit increases in clicks, conversions, basket size, and retention rates. Hala's first pillar, Improved Recommendations, was inspired by Netflix, YouTube, and Spotify, according to Michelson, who explained that these services attract and keep consumers in large part because they supply users with a steady stream of content that they want even if they didn't know the specifics even existed. When we think about our recommendation product is, you know, how do we begin getting, you know, these grocers on a journey where it can be more and more discovery-based? Because that's really where the magic is, right? Like when the grocer can help you complete your meal or when they can help you find the next product that you love, that's, you know, where a consumer can really create a great, you know, affinity towards a given grocer and they become loyal and stay for longer. So I, you know, I think recommendations make sense in the simplest case. Oh, you're looking at a banana. You may also like an apple or peanut butter, but it can, you know, be everything from, Oh, you're about to check out. Let's look at your cart. It looks like you're having taco night, but you're forgetting the salsa. And here's one we think you're really going to like. It can be, Hey, here are coupons for you that get mailed to you or sent to you via email or also that show up on your homepage, it can be, hey, we looked at your pantry and you know you usually buy milk every two weeks and you haven't bought it for three. So that is something that you're probably missing or that probably went bad. So you know, there's all those different types of angles for recommendations. I mean, it's a very expansive product because in theory, all that a recommendation is, is it's turning, you know, something that was, you know, either just a category page or a search result into something that's dynamic and relevant for the consumer. So, I mean, there's an opportunity for that throughout the entire shopping experience to truly make the store feel like it's unique to a person. While recommendations in theory could be how people find everything they need, many grocery shoppers still rely on search, especially within e-commerce. And as Michelson notes, most grocers' search capabilities are pretty poor, which is impetus for Halal's second pillar, search. Um, So the way that most search engines work is that you type in iPhone into the search bar, and then it has a database of a bunch of text, and it pulls up products that say iPhone inside of it. And so, you know, on Amazon or on other types of, of retail, that works okay. 
Um, but it, it has a big problem for grocery, especially with respect to fruits and vegetables. And that's because orange is a product, an orange. It's also a flavor, like orange popsicles and orange wine. It's also a color, so like orange-colored candy. It's also, you know, a scent, like an orange-scented candle. And so when someone types in orange, you really have to build a smart search engine to know what they're looking for, that it is actually the hand fruit, like the orange that we think of, and then arrange you know, other types of fruits and vegetables, other produce there that you know, the shopper might be wanting, you know, really bringing that in-store aisle experience where you know, if you go inside a grocery store and you're looking for an orange, you know, the store would never arrange it with other orange-colored products. They would arrange it based on, you know, what things are actually most similar to an orange. So you'd see other citrus, like tangerines and stuff like that. So really bringing that online in search, really creating, you know, effectively turning search into browsing your, di- your own digital store. Ultimately, consumers' ability to discover and order products they want is only as good as retailers' ability to deliver those products an area where, again, Michelson says many grocers fall short. Hala's third pillar, substitution, tackles this challenge. Substitutions is a giant issue because the vast majority of fulfillment in grocery is done inside the store. So, you know, it's not like they're building these warehouses like Amazon is doing to fulfill the orders. You're having people actually pick the orders on the shop floor. And as a result there's very little knowledge of what products are in and out of stock. And, you know, that can change even throughout the day. Like bananas could be in stock an hour ago and now they're gone and then they'll be reloaded in another hour. And so therefore it's super important to be able to make smart replacements on products such that you can find something that fulfills the original shopper intent. Because maybe I'm the kind of shopper where, you know, I like to make omelets. And so the eggs that I have, egg whites would be a very good replacement. But for somebody else with the eggs, you know, egg whites would be an absolutely terrible replacement because they're actually trying to do poached eggs or something like that. And you might just want to substitute it out with a completely different breakfast option. So what makes Hollow so special is that we've really taken a lot of time to learn the products inside of a grocery store, learn what flavors are, learn what scents are. And we teach the model to distinguish all of those things because it's super important to actually get a holistic view of the product. Additionally, you know, what every grocer needs to know is that like all of these services have to happen in real time. You can't just say, you know, egg whites are a good substitute for eggs or this person, you know, you, it, it has to be in real time as you're building your basket. Like that's where the opportunity is. It's an intelligent assistant helping you throughout your entire grocery shopping experience. A primary function of each of these pillars may be the streamlining of the shopper experience. But thanks to an administrative overlay that the trio developed that allows merchandising teams to directly control the mechanics of Hala's personalization software, Michelson said the pillars can also help bridge the gap between retailers' e-com and merchandising teams. Right now, there is a rift in companies between the e-com team and the merchandising team. The e-com team is trying to give the company, you know, the best tools, the best personalization, the best recommendations. And the merchandising team is trying to say, hey, I'm trying to sell this type of product. 
And so they're often at odds with, 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 with each other. And so, you know, a solution for grocery that really, you know, gets to the bottom of everything, what it should do is it should bridge the gap between merchandising and personalization. So the idea is like, hey, I'm giving subs, I'm giving substitutions, but I can still, you know, influence those substitutions among the relevant subs by pushing own brand products, by pushing sponsored products, by pushing high margin products. So you can actually turn merchandising and make it something that is dynamic and in real time and actually relevant to each shopper. And so when you think about it that way, you know, the opportunity becomes much bigger. It's not just you may also like, it's the entire future of merchandising for any online grocer. Retailers are not required to use this feature, but Michelson emphasized it can boost the return on investment in Hala. But even without it, Napote says that they can expect a return several times their investment in the service. What we've seen is the more placements that a user or that a, a, a business user, a grocer, puts Hala in their experience, the more add to carts, the greater the increase in basket size, the better, you know, dollars per session that a user is spending, um, customer engagement, et cetera, et cetera. All of the benefits go, go up in a, in a somewhat linear curve up to about eight to 10 placements of Hala. Those are recommendation containers. And that's really cool. What that means as far as ROI is concerned, um, people usually see like a multi-hundred percent ROI on the cost of using Hala. Um, and we have a variety of tools, you know, that, um, as Henry was saying, allow for harmony between e-com and, and, and merchandising teams, but also allow for the optimization of our services based on the specific shopper base of a retailer um, or the specific business needs. Like it might be retail media in one case, it might be private label brand in another case, um, optimizing recommendations for the margin of given products. And so we have tools that allow people to optimize their ROI, but as a general rule of thumb, it's, you know, what people are paying for Hala, they're, they're seeing several times over in, in return on investment, which is really exciting. <laughs> he added that using Hala can also be as hands-on or off as retailers want, with some employing someone to manage it full-time, but others trusting it to work as magic on its own after an initial setup. Looking forward, much of the team's immediate focus is on introducing their technology to retailers and helping them bring their online shopping up to par. But Michelson says he sees longer-term potential for Hala to help industry players tap into the emerging food-as-medicine movement. We do see a few trends that seem extremely exciting that we'd like to uh, join in on the party, so to speak. Um, and... Um, one of the big ones that we see is health. We see, you know, more and more studies are coming out that a person's diet ha is one of the largest risk factors to their health outcomes that, that, that they have. And that, a, that, 
you know, good food can actually be medicine. And if it's done well with, you know, expert advice. And the idea is that when you're building these suggestions into a grocer's platform, in many ways, you're, you're guiding people in their shopping journey. So if you're able to actually add in the health piece into subs, making smart swaps, into recommendations, biasing people towards healthier products, that unlocks an absolutely giant value for consumers so that they could actually be able to trust their grocer and have them become, in a sense, their nutritionist, especially for shoppers that suffer from diabetes, have a heart condition, have cancer, etc. And so we definitely see that as really just like an exciting opportunity. Uh, and, you know, and a lot of grocers are taking advantage of this right now. I mean, Kroger's been making a lot of investments in health. I mean, just to name one. But, um, but I really think the type of technology that we're doing is the future of that, of grocery plus health. It has to come from the dynamic suggestions that get sent to shoppers. Because, you know, if you just tell me to eat carrots, it's probably not going to do much. But if you actually know what foods I like and you're able to help me take in my goals and help me curate a meal plan to then be able to actually achieve what I want to achieve with respect to health and wellness, that's when you can create a pretty magical experience. And so, again, like, it's about improving the product, but we really do see that being a massive area of opportunity in the future. Listeners interested in learning more about Hala and how it works can set up a demo with the company at Hala.io. That's H-A-L-L-A dot I-O. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week. 